Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 306, The Solemnity of the Birth of John the Baptist. A man was sent from God, whose name was John. He came to testify to the light, to prepare a people fit for the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone, and may our Lord's love and mercy renew us all on this wonderful solemnity of the birth of John the Baptist. Brothers and sisters, on this special feast of John the Baptist, let us prepare ourselves to celebrate the Lord's Supper by first calling to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom and write your truth in our inmost heart. Christ, have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you.
Let us pray. O God, who raised up St. John the Baptist to make ready a nation fit for Christ the Lord, give your people, we pray, the grace of spiritual joys and direct the hearts of all the faithful into the way of salvation and peace. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Listen to me, O coastlands. Pay attention, you peoples from far away. The Lord called me before I was born. While I was in my mother's womb, he named me. He made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he hid me. He made me a polished arrow. In his quiver, he hid me away. And the Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel in whom I will be glorified. But I said, I have laboured in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity. Yet surely my cause is with the Lord, and my reward with my God. And now the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honoured in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. The Lord says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the survivors of Israel. I will give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. The Word of the Lord I praise you, Lord, for I am wonderfully made. O Lord, you search me, and you know me. You know my resting and my rising. You discern my purpose from afar. You mark when I walk or lie down. All my ways lie open to you. For it was you who created my being, knit me together in my mother's womb. I thank you for the wonder of my being, for the wonders of all your creation. Already you knew my soul, my body held no secret from you. When I was being fashioned in secret and moulded in the depths of the earth, I praise you, Lord, for I am wonderfully made. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles On the Sabbath, Paul and his companion went to the synagogue, and the officials of the synagogue 
invited them to address the people. So Paul stood up and began to speak. You Israelites and all who fear God, listen. God made David king of our ancestors. In his testimony about him, God said, I have found David, son of Jesse, to be a man after my heart, who will carry out all my wishes. Of this man's posterity, God has brought to Israel a saviour, Jesus, as he promised. Before the coming of Jesus, John had already proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. And as John was finishing his work, he said, What do you suppose that I am? I am not he. No, but one is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of the sandals on his feet. You descendants of Abraham's family and others who fear God, to us the message of this salvation has been sent. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. You, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. You will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Her neighbours and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. On the eighth day they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, None of your relatives has this name. Then they began motioning to his father to find out what name he wanted to give him. He asked for a writing tablet and wrote, His name is John. And all of them were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened and his tongue freed, and he began to speak, praising God. Fear came over all their neighbours, and all these things were talked about throughout the entire hill country of Judea. All who heard them pondered them, and said, What then will this child become? For indeed the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness until the day he appeared publicly to Israel. The Gospel of the Lord Thanks be to God for the wonderful, faithful and obedient servants such as John the Baptist and his superb parents. Elizabeth and Zechariah were faithful. 
They obeyed God. They hoped and trusted in the promises of God that were made long ago to his people. And they obeyed God in cooperating with what God was bringing to fulfillment in their lives and the lives of the world. Here's some beautiful quotes from John the Baptist. From his own lips, John's words recorded for the inspiration of countless generations include these. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John prepared the world for the imminent coming of the Saviour and pointed him out when he arrived. Anyone with two tunics should share with him who has none. In anticipation of the wonderful and consistent values of the kingdom from the very beginning and revealed fully in Christ, John taught the ethics of concern and charity and justice to all our brothers and sisters in need. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. He taught and practiced the change of heart and mind needed, the turning back to God and the rightness of trusting in God's infinite mercy. And this beautiful quote from John, He must increase, but I must decrease. What a wonderful abiding example of humility for all of us disciples to follow. This is about Christ, not about us. Our Lord must increase. We must step back and be servants of Christ's mission. We are here to usher in the kingdom of God, not the kingdom of me. The fathers of the early church spoke rightly and very highly of St. John the Baptist and his role. The great speaker, St. John Chrysostom, said this of John the Baptist. Such a one as John, who regarded not the crowds, nor opinion, nor anything else belonging to people, but trod all this beneath his feet, and proclaimed to all with becoming freedom the things respecting Christ. And therefore the evangelist marks the very place to show the boldness of this loud-voiced herald. For it was not in a house, nor on a corner, but in the midst of the multitude. After that he had occupied the Jordan, when all that were baptised by him were present, for the Jewish people came upon him as he was baptising. There it was that he proclaimed aloud that wonderful confession concerning Christ, and that he was not worthy to unloose the strap of his shoe. Then the writer of the Gospel says, These things were done in Bethany, or as it more correctly should have said, in Bethabra, for Bethany was not beyond the Jordan, nor bordering on the wilderness, but somewhere near to Jerusalem. The best quote, of course, is reserved to our Lord himself, who summed up St. John so extraordinarily. Truly I tell you, among those born of women there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet, whoever is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The scripture scholar William Barclay explains this great compliment of Christ and also the meaning of this mysterious line at the end. Such was the tremendous tribute of Jesus to John, spoken with admiration. There had never been a greater figure in all history. And then comes this startling sentence, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Here there is one quite general truth. With Jesus there came into the world something absolutely new. The prophets were great, their message was precious. But with Jesus there emerged something still greater, and a message still more wonderful. 
Christianity does not mark a new era in religious history or human civilization. What the world owes to Jesus and to Paul is immense. Things can never be, and people can never think the same as things were, and as people used to think. Before these two great men lived, even a non-Christian freely admits that things could never be the same now that Jesus had come. What was it that John lacked, though? Was it that the Christian has that which John never had? The answer is simple and fundamental. John had never seen the cross. Therefore, one thing John could never know in his lifetime, the full revelation of the love of God. The holiness of God he might know, the justice of God he declared, but the love of God in all its fullness he didn't see in his lifetime. We only have to listen to the message of John and the message of Jesus. No one could call John's message a gospel, good news. It was basically a threat of destruction. It took Jesus and his cross to show to people the length, breadth, depth and height of the love of God and God's mercy. It's a most amazing thing that it's possible for the humblest Christian to know more about God than the greatest of the Old Testament prophets. The person who has seen the cross and Christ on it has seen the heart of God in a way no one who lived before the cross could ever see it. Indeed, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than anyone who went before. So John had the destiny which sometimes falls to people. He had the task of pointing all the world to a greatness into which he himself did not enter. It's given to some people in history to be signposts for God. They point to a new ideal, a new greatness, which others will enter into, but into which they will not come in their lifetime. It's very seldom that any great person of moment in history is the first one to toil for the reform with which their name is connected. Many who went before them glimpsed the glory, laboured hard for it, and sometimes died for it, yet they did not live to see it fulfilled in completeness. There's a legend told of a person who from the window of his house every evening would watch the lamp lighter go along the streets lighting the lamps. The lamplighter was himself a blind man. He was bringing to others the light which he himself would never see. Let a person never be discouraged in the church or any walk of life if the dream they've dreamed and for which they've toiled is never worked out before the end of their days. God needed John. God needs his signposts who can point people on the way although they themselves decreased before that goal is achieved. Great is the reward they laboured for in God's vineyard. St. John the Baptist and Saints Elizabeth and Zechariah pray for us. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, 
the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Amen. On this solemn feast of St. John the Baptist, let us pray especially that our loving service may help turn wounded people toward the Lord of love. For the leaders of the church, that they may do all in their power to respond to our world's deepest needs. Lord, hear us. For parents and guardians, that they may give their children a solid base of love and trust on which to grow and develop. Lord, hear us. For those who care for the disabled, that their generous service may be a source of courage and hope and respect for their dignity. Lord, hear us. For those who are impaired in speech, hearing or sight, that they may have patience and strength and develop their particular gifts to the fullest. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill, that the Lord will give them healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For those who have died, that they may be now enjoying the glory of eternal life with all the saints. Lord, hear us. Almighty God, light of all nations, we ask you to hear our prayers and give strength to those you have called to prepare the way before the Lord, so that your salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. We place these offerings on your altar, O Lord, to celebrate with fitting honour the nativity of him who both foretold the coming of our world's Saviour and pointed him out when he came who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In his precursor, St. John the Baptist, we praise your great glory, 
for you consecrated him for a singular honour among those born of women. His birth brought great rejoicing. Even in the womb he leapt for joy at the coming of human salvation. He alone of all the prophets pointed out the Lamb of Redemption. And to make holy the flowing waters, he baptised the very author of baptism and was privileged to bear him supreme witness by the shedding of his blood. And so with the powers of heaven we worship you constantly on earth, and before your majesty without end we acclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one, by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, 
that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Through the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will visit us. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all those who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. 
I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Having feasted at the banquet of the heavenly Lamb, we pray, O Lord, that finding joy in the nativity of St. John the Baptist, your church may know, as the author of her rebirth, the Christ, whose coming John foretold, who lives and reigns for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you everyone for celebrating this wonderful feast of St. John's birth. He's a wonderful saint and he's one of my patron saints too. I was born on the eve of the birth of John the Baptist, so he's a very special saint to me too. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May God, the glory and joy of the saints, 
who has caused you to be strengthened by means of their outstanding prayers, bless you with unending blessings. Freed through their intercession from present ills and formed by the example of their holy way of life, may you be ever devoted to serving God and your neighbour. Together with all, may you possess the joys of the homeland where Holy Church rejoices that her children are admitted in perpetual peace to the company of the citizens of heaven. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English and the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009, the NCC USA. Psalms, 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray, by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin, by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love theme hymn in memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13. Music by Paul W. Kelly, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stefan Kelt, 2019. Quiet Time Instrumental Reflection Music, written by Paul W. Kelly, 1988-2007, and this arrangement, Stephen Kelp, 2020. Today I Arise, Patricia J. Kelly, original words and music by Paul W. Kelly, inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelp, 2019. Production by KER 2021. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise with love from on the name of the three in one. Today I arise.